Metricast. What it comes to is about having that knowingness and having that sense of inner peace within you, that you are on the right path and that you are serving humanity in the way that you intended to, in the way that feels in alignment with all of your higher selves. We think about it from that concept and we remove that expectation that others have to understand our journey. They were not given our vision. We were given our vision. We were giving our gifts. And it's up for us to be able to utilize them. It's up to us to be able to share them with the world. Welcome, beautiful beings, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast with your host, Harrison Ma. This podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. Now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Today, we are going to go deep into all things mystical love, into celestial space and everything in between. But before we get to that, before I get to this beautiful woman that I'll introduce here in a second, I just want to send some love, send some light out to all of you beings joining that are, that are with the tribe already. I feel your energy. Welcome back. If you're new to this show, it's so nice to feel you. It's so nice to have you a part of this ever-expanding uh, show and, and community. If you get some value out of this chat today, just a loving reminder here as we get started to share this out with friends, family members, and lovers that you feel this can give some insight to and head over to Apple and Spotify and leave your feedback on what you liked most and even some questions that you want to ask. The lovely lady that I have on the show today is the powerful Roxanne Chaput. She is a celestial guide. She's a generational earth shaman, Reiki master, host of the powerful Soul to Soul podcast. And she's just a, as you'll see today, a very radiant and loving being. What I want to talk to her about and what you want to sort of listen into today is all things celestial guiding, celestial connecting to your purpose, healing at a cellular level, connecting to your celestial family, the parts of you, and grounding all of that back down into Mother Earth. With all of that, Roxanne, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Mm, thank you for such a beautiful welcome. I am so honored to be here today, Harrison. <laughs> we were we were just joking before we started, before I hit record. I had the beautiful pleasure to be on your show a couple of days ago. And so this is just a, we're just, we're pressing play on the pause of where we ended a couple of days ago. So I'm I'm excited, my friend. So am I. So am I. I think it's going to be a great conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're feeling feeling the vibes already. Well, Roxanne, where I usually start on the show with with beautiful beings like yourself, I think we're going to get into your <laughs> your mystical side in all of the ways today. But I think where we'll begin on this sort of three D Earth plane, I would love to have a quick little overview of. You know, for people that don't know who you are, right? I want to I want to hear an overview of who this person is, right? And I think a way to answer that is what what was your awakening like, right? You we're going to see today a big part of all the gifts that you have, but maybe you can share with us the story of what was what was the point, and there may have been a couple, but what was the main point where you were where you awakened and realized what you actually are. 
Yes, absolutely. So I won't go too much into detail because I'm sure we'll go into details throughout the show. However, ever since I was a little girl, I had this profound knowingness. I knew that I was being called to serve. I just didn't understand what that was going to entail. I had this burning desire within the essence of who I was gravitating me towards serving. And I just couldn't understand what that was when I was a younger child. So as I fast forwarded into life, I experienced many trials and tribulations. However, when I had my daughter, that is when my awakening period started to occur. However, the fully immersive part of the awakening, the deep awakening happened after my first near-death experience where we were literally you know, pushed off a cliff um, to awaken. And I did. So I listened. (laughs) It's it's funny, Roxanne, that you, that these two events, right? The the near death, I think that's probably the one people have most familiarity around in terms of uh, seeing the light or seeing angels or seeing, you know, spiritual aspects. But I think the one that we don't talk about enough, which is what you just did, is the birth of a child. Right. The, I think, and maybe you can explain this a little bit more, you know, we have to really understand what is, what is birthing from a, from a spiritual lens, right? It's when that soul is anchoring into, or starting to anchor, depending on who you talk to into a 3D form. So why wouldn't that be such a sort of like a, a shot in the face, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when I was in, you know, really in just like in pregnancy with her, I had this feeling. It was like this undeniable feeling. I knew that my marriage wasn't healthy. I knew the way that I was being treated was not healthy. I knew that I needed to make a decision. However, I was planning on staying till my children were 18 because that's what you should do. You don't, you know, allow your children to come from a broken home. However, when I was pregnant with her and I was carrying her life force within me, I had this feeling come over me and it said to me, your marriage is not going to survive this. Meaning to me, it signified to me that I was going to have more realizations and that my blinders were going to be awakened, they to be opened. So when I was pregnant with her, you know, I just had this feeling. I was like, my marriage is not going to survive the birth of my daughter. And sure enough, later is when I ended up leaving the marriage. However, it was shortly after that, that I experienced that near-death experience that really allowed me. But when we're carrying a life force within us and, and we see, and we understand that we are modeling behaviors for this soul that is coming into the earth plane, it just lets you have another understanding, another knowingness of what you want to subject that soul to. And that was the part of me that realized, okay, like I'm so adamant in the conditioning and the limited beliefs that I had in that moment that I was supposed to keep my family together for the sake of children, yet the children were being exposed to very unhealthy situations, seeing their mother being mistreated and disrespected, and then thinking maybe in turn that will be okay for them to do upon their relationships in future. And for my daughter to think that it's okay that somebody treats her of that magnitude because she may not see her mother stand up for herself or have her own integrity and own self-respect. So it was important for me at that point that it was time to leave the marriage and that they would be susceptible to something healthy and their mother truly happy and content of who they are and not 
Yeah. And not something, you know, ladder to that. Well done, my friend. And so I, I give you a little love for that powerful choice and people listening to this show, fans and tribe of this community, I speak a lot about the inner child, right? And inner child healing. And I know you do work with that as well. And we know, right? We know that inner child healing, right? Our adverse childhood events and the trauma that we face, it doesn't it doesn't start when the child is born, right? It starts we could we could go pretty far back, but at the very least, it begins in the womb to a degree, right? So if there is something going on in the environment that is impacting that child, right? That is full stop. And this is not to scare parents out there. It's just the more awareness we have around this, the more power we have and choices that we can make, right? That's and, right. And That's that being, right. yeah, yeah, and that being starts off with a such a, a powerful start, right? Um, Absolutely. Roxanne, let's get into <laughs> with this foundation now. Let's get into all things celestial here today. And this is really what, you know, I've had many mystical spiritual chats on this show, but the work that you do in the celestial realm, I think is is unique because you bring in such a unique kind of frequency that I I believe in this world at the moment is needed. So I think we're a good place to begin with this, to ask the question, to get people starting to feel and understand what we're talking about here today. Maybe you could explain to us at a sort of foundational level, what it means to be a celestial guide in your experience. Mm, Absolutely. So when we think about spiritual guides, I want us to take this a little bit more into the higher dimensions. So celestial guides are really those that are able to bring us back to our purest essence of who we are within the gifts and abilities that we possess within each of us. We all have our own internal medicines and celestial guides, they're what we are indicated to do and what we are guided to do is to help elevate humanity by allowing souls consciousness to connect with their most purest essence of who they are and not just connecting in, you know, the physical forms of our body, but our astral forms, our etheric, our cosmic bodies, to understand that we are more than just this physical being, even though we are here having this incredible physical experience, we still have divinity within us, we still have a purity within us and a gift and ability that is able to serve humanity. So that is my soul's mission is to be able to extract that internal medicine that we all have within us and to connect with higher source and to be in connection. And as we awaken to that and understanding not everyone's going to go through an awakening period throughout this lifetime, and that's perfectly fine. Some are going to have it on previous lifetimes. Some have had it, you know, on after. It just depends on where your soul's progression is at in this moment in the way of soul contract. But for those that are ready to awaken, for those that are ready to step into the gifts and to the full embodiment of who they are, celestial guides are those are going to be the mentors in order for you to achieve that. And so that you serve humanity with your own internal medicines of how you're able to heal. And we're all capable of healing ourselves, just like we are able to heal our physical body when we are wounded. We are all able to heal our soulful and our spiritual body. However, we're just not taught how. So this is the importance of the energy doctors, the spirit doctors, in order to align those bodies so that we can effectively heal at the cellular level. All right. So a lot in here, my friend. And we're going to, and just for people tuning in, if you're new to this, we're going to break down a couple of different things that 
that this beautiful being just shared. But the first question that I want to ask you, because I'm just noticing you, my friend, and I, I didn't pick this up when I was on your show and I'm picking it up heavily now because I think it's because I'm in my space and I know it so well. You, for people listening can't see this, obviously, but when you start sharing and channeling, you close your eyes. And I'm wondering what if you can explain why you do this. Why do you close your eyes when you start obviously channeling a different kind of frequency? Yeah, so I always close my eyes because I feel like the intellectual body is so strong and the current is so strong in the vibration that it's very easy and quick to deter us from our conversations, looking at a video component or just being out of tune with our audio without without being in tune with the vibration and the frequency of our work. So when I close my eyes, it's like I am able to silence that intellectual body so that I can receive further channeling and I can just speak from the heart and speak from my soul's essence, opposed to speaking from the ego or from the intellectual body within me. So I just want to honor you, my friend, for answering that. And not only do I understand that, that is something that I do too. And that's why I was asking because I... I uh, you know, I've I've shared this on the show before, and actually guests have asked me the same thing, and I've <laughs> I could say verbatim what you just said. It's that's how I've explained it, how I've intuitively thought what's happening. So it's so nice to hear it reflected in a mirror of someone else. So, um, anyway, let's break down what you said before, and I think what's important for maybe new people on this path to realize is. As Roxanne highlighted a second ago, we aren't just 3D human beings, right? We are a being of love and light, but we are a multidimensional being of love and light. And when Roxanne refers to celestial guide, let me just clarify this so I make sure, my friend, the celestial guide is a part of you, correct? Is another part of your multidimensional being. Yep. That's correct. The celestial guide pardon me, I do come from, obviously, I'm sure you know, the um, archangel lineages, and I do, I do refer to myself as the angel of light. So that's what I've been guided to be. So that is what I step into in the full embodiment of the celestial presence that I carry within me in the embodiment of who I am. Yeah. And I think, and this is the reason I wanted to do the show that I want to hear more about that, my friend, but I want to encourage people listening. This isn't a Roxanne thing, right? Roxanne has a unique blueprint in which she connects to like I do, right? But as you're listening today, sit with the question, what is my celestial part of me, right? What is that? What are the many celestial parts of me that I can start to bring in, right? Another example of this is the many kinds of higher selves that we have, right? I'm, I've shared on this, on this show before and Roxanne, I, I don't think I've shared with you this, but I'm, I'm in a mystery school at the moment. Part of my mystery school is connecting to one of my higher selves, right? And a higher self is another part of this multidimensional being, a uh, multidimensional being that we are, that we can connect to. So as we go a little bit deeper here today, I just want all of souls listening, just sit with this, right? You don't have to have an answer today, but open your channel to the realization that you are more than just this powerful physical being that's here with us today. That's right. And we have auric layers. We have the auric layers. So it's and every aspect of who we are. It's not, we're not just a four layer being, but there are many layers to us and to where our wisdom is carried. So let me ask a question with that, Roxanne. That's where I was going next here. So we connect to the celestial guide. We connect to this this celestial part of us, 
where does the celestial purpose come in? So the celestial purpose is connected to what that part of us is wanting to express in this 3D form. Is that correct? Or is there more to it? It wants us to express it in our 3D form. And that's why the channeled information is there. That's why the wisdom is there to attain. That is why we have and we are born with internal medicines is to utilize it within this lifetime. However, when we are caught up in limited beliefs and we are caught up in and programming, it's very challenging to remember what our internal medicines are. However, when we came in aspect of our soul into being, we knew what our soul contract was. We've just lost it along the way. So it's about that disconnection from soul. And I know that when a lot of souls descend, they go, their soul goes through trauma. It's trauma through going through the descendant process. So when that happens, sometimes that can put things way beneath our hyperconscious, between our subconscious, where we can't even remember or recollect that we are this soulful being. So it takes that work to get that to come to the forefront. Oh, you're hitting you're hitting all my buttons, right? <laughs> Roxanne. <laughs> you're you're I, I just you don't even realize this, my friend, because this is what I talk when I say, you know, this is the peeling back of the onion layers, right? When we when we heal trauma, this is I just want people to hear this so clearly what she just said. We're not just healing for the sake of healing. Right. Each time we move through that adverse childhood event, each time we move through that ancestral chain in our past where our mother was abused or our father was abused, right? We're not just we're not just healing, right? We pull back more of the the binds that are restricting the light from coming through. What is the light that wants to come through? Part of it is the celestial element that we're talking about today. So let's talk more about this, my friend, because I was going to get to this later, but we're bringing it up now so let's dive in so this is really where the trauma conversation comes to the surface this is where trauma healing whether it be through inner child whether it be through cognitive behavioral therapy whether it be through hypnosis you know all the therapies this is where trauma comes in so in your opinion what what tools what modalities what kind of therapies do you think we can start using to start pulling back these layers so our celestial parts can come through more clearly yeah, so honestly, in my personal opinion, in my professional opinion, is I have worked in healthcare for over 13 years and I've worked with psychologists, neuropsychologists, psycho like just psychologists, psychiatrists, the workers. And what I'm going to say here, it may offend other people, but it's not to offend you. As great and as incredible these services are and these therapeutic services are, they provide us with coping mechanisms. They provide us with tools to put in our tool belt. However, they don't actually affect true healing. So when we talk about healing modalities, it's about going into our transient and meditative state so that we can retract and that we can remove those disruptions within our energy, that we can remove that trauma, that intergenerational, that epigenetic, the coding of our DNA that was orchestrated for this lifetime. And it's about recoding ourselves and about removing those disruptions within our energy field. Those imprints are there and they are causing disruptions within our body. And this is how we are becoming sick, either within our intellectual body, our emotional body, or our physical body. Symptoms will appear 
as anxiety, as depression, as autoimmune diseases, as soreness, as aches, as cancer, when we don't deal with the traumas that are happening within our energetic imprint. Our energy is the biggest disposition within us. We, it has just been proven in science that we do in fact have a soul. And science has proven years ago that we are energetic beings. We are made of energy. So if we understand that conceptualization and we understand what organized religion is, and they're both agreeing that we are made of energy and that we do in fact have a soul, that means energy never dies. So we have traumas from previous lifetimes that we have not healed and we have not learned the experiences for quite yet. So when we're clearing at the energetic root and we're removing the root of the trauma, we then allow the body to flow in the way in which it should be flowing within all of our chakra systems and not just the seven. We have countless chakra systems throughout our body, just our same, you know, our seven main turbines, I like to call them. So when we are healing, the most effective thing to do is not just go to the intellectual layer or the emotional layer by doing therapy. It's about going down to the soulful aspect, the energetic aspect of who we are. Until we feel that, we will continuously be activated and reactivated and triggered until we remove the root of the trauma. People are doing this work and we're looking to heal. This is why it's important to be connected with a spiritual guide, a spiritual mentor, or an energy healer, anything of that nature, whoever resonates with you, whoever fits in alignment with your soul, and collaborating with them and allowing them to guide you so that you can ask the right questions to have those traumas triggered and activated. Because unfortunately, we may think that we only have this one certain trauma. However, when we start to do work, we realize, oh no, like I didn't even know that I was triggered over that. I didn't even know that was an activation. I didn't even know that I felt that way. Right guide will pull that information out of you instead of allowing you to go through all the trials and tribulations in order to learn that. So for me, you know, going into hypnotherapy, doing theta healing, doing Reiki healing, shamanism, journeying, things that we used to do hundreds and thousands of years ago, these are the effective modalities. And it's not to say that modern medicine does not have its place in this world. Of course it does. However, there needs to be the collaboration of going back to our ancestral and our lineages and our roots of our tribal communities of how we used to heal. We used to be able to release our emotions. We used to be able to release our energy without judgment, right? Where we were able and we didn't have confinements and regulations and conditioning that we weren't allowed to express ourselves in all that we are and all that we are not. Mm. So... Thank you for sharing that download, my friend. There's a, a big chunk of wisdom in there. And I'll just, just to sort of jump to a lot of the mental health practitioners side here for a little bit, because I agree, I agree with everything you just said, but I am also noticing a shift in the world. I'm, I'm noticing a shift in the mental health practices where, and I've seen it just on the show with the people that I've interviewed. I've, I've interviewed a lot of beautiful, powerful mental health you know, coaches and therapists, and every single one of them has started incorporating this spiritual lens, right? And it's, I think it's a collective shift. It's a collective realization that I can't just stop at the mental realm. I can't just stop at the emotional realm, right? I shared this with you on your, on your beautiful podcast, my friend, I, as an individual went through that, <laughs> went through that actual experience, right? I started physical, went to the emotional, went to the mental, went to the emotional, and then felt that there was more. And I think we're seeing that 
at a professional level. We're, we're seeing that in the healing world. So as you just defined, we need to pull back that pull back that extra layer. And I'll add another piece here and we'll jump to another question I want to throw at you, Roxanne. But as you were describing in the ancient world, you know, who was that person in the tribe that you went and saw? Right. It was usually a shaman or a or a or a medicine man, medicine woman, that if you as the person and I, I share this example so many times on this podcast, but I'll, I'll go it again because you went there. Is if you showed up to that individual, they would see you as the holistic being, right? They wouldn't open the DSM and start to look at a at a at a definition, <laughs> right? Right? They would they would see you as the holistic being, and they would treat the challenge that you were facing as that holistic as that holistic being, right? So, it's I, I want to get your thoughts on this, but it's kind of like we're returning, <laughs> we're returning back to the understanding that we've had the entire time. Because we're realizing what is happening right now in the world is not working, that people are disconnected from their emotions, they are disconnected from their soul, and they are still traumatized, they are still triggered and activated. So both think, you know, and being a shaman and being a celestial shaman and a generational earth shaman, I come from a lineage of healers, and I know that I have been a healer in countless lifetimes. So when I bring into these modalities and understanding that, yes, shamans are the medicine man, the medicine woman, the doctors, the energy doctors of the tribal communities, and they all had their own specializations. And there was an importance to this because when their soldiers would go to war to protect their people or to protect their land, they would have sanctimonial ceremonies after in order to have that energetic release of emotion. We no longer have that when we go through life. We are, we are, we're literally in a box with red tape saying, don't express yourself. Don't cry. Don't this. Don't be yourself. Don't be quirky when you're out in public. It's unacceptable. We have all these conditions and suppression of oppression of who we are that we're realizing this isn't working. This is causing a massive mental health pandemic. This is causing a massive disconnection within the collective. So when we understand that, and now science is backing up spirituality, even though, you know, I think it should be the other way around. Spirituality has been around for over 300,000 years and more, like beyond you know, the primordial life of existence of humanity. So when we think about science and, you know, I, I love those that have a scientific mind. However, when we think of just science, spirituality has been around a lot longer than science. And now science is finally starting slowly to catch up to spirituality. And I don't mean spirituality in the terms of organized religion. I mean, in connection yeah. to our spirits and to a higher source, whoever that may be for you. The mystical. So, the mystical foundation of those religious, those religious views. So, yeah. Yeah. And as shamans, when I do ceremony, when I do fire ceremonies and when I do healing sessions to see the release, the energetic disruptions that are happening within the body is incredible. And I can't say in 13 years that I've ever seen anything of that nature happen within the confinements of an office of a therapist. And it's not to say or discard anything that they've said, but this is the reason why they have to catch up with spirituality is because they're going to lose a lot of their clientele, right? They're going to lose a lot of their clientele because the clientele is shifting their needs. They're understanding that they need more than just therapy. They need to be looked at and cared for in a holistic fashion, fashion and right? And not just at one aspect of who we are. Let me ask a question here, Roxanne, because this is bubbling up as I'm listening to you. and. 
if I'm feeling this, the, <laughs> the audience is probably feeling it. How, so all of that, all of what you just said is divinely beautiful. And I think either we're there at the moment or us as spiritual beings, we're getting to that point. But I want to ask you another 3D question here because that progression that we're all moving through, that awakening that we're all moving through, it's it's a it's a progression, right? It's 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 not a one and done thing, as as people listening have to have heard me talk about many times, right? There's there's a lot of there's a cyclical nature to it, and we take we take a couple steps and we move through it. And I, my, me as the individual, I'm in that boat with the rest of the audience. So the question I want to share, and I want to I want to share a little bit of a, a story of what happened yesterday to uh, to give context around this. I uh, was having a chat with my lovely father and dad, if you're listening, I know you tune into my show. I love you very much. And we were having a conversation around having a spiritual kind of business, having, having a spiritual kind of business and how do we interact, how we interact with other people. And I know in my life, and I'm, and I'm going to speak for the other healers tuning into this podcast, as you're probably the same, as I've awakened to my gifts as I've awakened to my celestial parts of me and the stuff we've talked about thus far, I've I've become more sensitive, right? I've become more attuned to everything that's going on inside of me. And what starts to happen in this 3D world along that path as business owners, as healers, as coaches, as, as therapists, whatever we define ourselves as, we run up against other souls, right? Other souls that are on their own journey. So my question for you, Roxanne, is, how do we walk this balance? How do we walk this balance between going deeper into our truth, our celestial being, our spiritual awakening, our spiritual gifts, and owning a a business, owning a a healing spa, owning an online, whatever the form it comes in, in this 3D world with other people who might be asleep, who might be still traumatized, who still are holding on to a lot of this shadow that then triggers us. Does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pretty sure I understand where this is going. So honestly, what I would first say is that it's not anyone's job to to force someone to awaken. It's not anyone's job to ensure that those that are around you are awakening so that they could really be privy to our services what we are here to do is as we are seeing throughout the collective is that people are slowly awakening at vast speeds and at vast amounts compared to five years ago compared to 10 years ago compared to 15 years ago so there's a massive shift that is occurring and to understand that even as healers in this space is that no healer is alike no healer has the same gift and abilities and no healer should be compared to one another in the state of what they do and what they offer and what their internal medicines are that they're able to offer their clients. When we are surrounded by others that don't understand our truth and that don't understand our spiritual journey, it's not up for them to understand. It's up for us to understand our vision. It's up for us to understand who we are at the authenticity of who we are. It's not up for us to prove to anyone who we are or where we come from or what knowledge that we have found within our Akashic records, within our previous lifetimes or anything of that nature. 
what it comes to is about having that knowingness and having that sense of inner peace within you, that you are on the right path and that you are serving humanity in the way that you intended to, in the way that feels in alignment with all of your higher selves. We think about it from that concept and we remove that expectation that others have to understand our journey. They were not given our vision. We were given our vision. We were giving our gifts. And it's up for us to be able to utilize them. It's up to us to be able to share them with the world. It has nothing to do with anyone else. We are here to guide should they want guidance. We are not here to push our beliefs. We're not here to push our medicines. We're not here to push our thought processes and our belief systems onto others. So let's. Thank you for that, Roxanne. That was a beautiful reminder, even just for me, listening to your words. Let's get practical with that. So let's let's so I understand that intellectually. And I think people listening can understand that intellectually, what you, everything you just beautifully highlighted. But what does this look like? So I'll, I'll give another example. So yesterday for me, right, I had a I was working with a client and I I felt parts of me that were triggered, right? And I felt parts of me, my little inner child that I'm still working through, you know, feel rejected and abandoned. And I found myself, right, you know, going on this own little spiral and disconnecting from all of the things that you just said, right? And being stuck in that wound, right? Being stuck in that identity, being stuck in that pain. So, and I, you know, I did my own things and eventually was able to move through that. But I'm wondering for my interest and also for people listening, what does it practically look like to reconnect back to, you know, the divinity, the 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 celestial guide, the higher self, the your purpose, your truth, when we do get taken away by our pain? Absolutely, and this is to say that all of us have pain. All of us are healing. All of us are healing from traumas, and our journey is never done. Like we are going to continuously be healing ourselves until lifetimes for for lifetimes to come it's always going to be an evolutionary journey so when we understand this we have to remove this expectation that we have to be perfect in order to work with our clients our clients are going to trigger us they're going to activate us because they are helping us as well as we are helping them heal throughout their journey we are always going to have one client that's going to be able to impact us in that way or two clients or 100 clients to be able to impact us in that way However, the precipice is that we are already on this healing journey journey before we're trying to heal others. You know, like we're we're really trying to step into the embodiment of who we are and we're trying to heal those aspects of ourselves. However, understanding that things are always going to be coming in coming to the surface of who we are and that's the natural thing about being a human being. We are gifted with over 27 emotions and it's we're going to feel every aspect of them. And as we're healing and as we're traumatized through working with clients, it's just about healing through it. We are cognizant. We are aware. That is the most vital component of healing is having that awareness, having that accountability over our thought processes, over our emotions, and about regulating our emotions afterwards. We don't have to be perfect in every moment. However, when we're working with our clients, they deserve our full attention. And when we're being activated and triggered, it's easy to go into the ego and go into our fear state. 
So what we need to do is we need to stay grounded. We need to allow them to speak their truth. We need to allow them to be in their truth. If we go back out of the session and we have a takeaway and we're like, why did that trigger me? Why did that activate me? I need to dig a little deeper. What's going on here? What have I, what haven't I healed that I thought perhaps I did heal? You know, I thought I healed abandonment. I thought I healed neglect. However, I didn't heal this trauma. I didn't heal this scenario of that trauma. You know, my dad didn't show up when I was a little kid and he said he was going to show up. Okay. I healed that aspect, but I didn't heal the fact that he said he was going to come to my wedding and didn't, you know? So it's about healing all those aspects because there's so many incredible things within our subconscious levels. doesn't matter how much hypnotherapy, how much neuro-linguistic programming, things are always going to arise. We are very complex entities because we're not just an intellectual body we have channeled wisdom we have lifetimes traumas within within who we are so that's normal and that's healthy but what I would do is if that was me being activated I would take this space for my client I'd have that compassion and empathy for them because I could understand the resonance of that right because you know how that felt that's what's going through your head but to come back into the grounding is how can I help them move this through? And by helping them move it through, you can then later help yourself move it through. Yeah. As I'm listening to you speak, Roxanne, I, I feel a lot of, I'm a big fan of, I'm sure you've heard of him, Mr. Gabor Mate. And in his, and a lot of his teachings, you haven't heard of Gabor Mate, I definitely recommend you read his work. He's less, less, he's getting to the spiritual space, but he has a lot of powerful teachings. I've done a lot of episodes, but in a lot of his teachings, he talks about the first step of healing in many ways is acceptance, right? Accepting where we are at, not accepting that this will be our future, not accepting, you know, accepting the past, but accepting this current moment so we can take a step forward, right? It's often our resistance, our judgment, our expectations, like you highlighted, the extra guilt, the extra shame on the current present moment that actually actually stops us from taking a step forward. And I heard a lot of that in there. And I, and I will just add what you're saying, you know, client from practitioner client, this also extends if you're tuning into this, you know, this is a relationship thing full stop, right? So this happens with our parents, this happens with our lovers, this happens with our friends. So this is, you know, I know for me, a big part of this is really stepping back and realizing like you beautifully highlighted that one, we live in a universe where everything's happening for a re everything happening for a reason and two we live in a universe where everything's happening for us so even in that space of tension and yeah. and triggering and and trauma coming back up there is always a treasure there but we have to make the choice to see it we have to allow it to come up and if we're pushing against it it won't flow right that's right and it's to also understand that just because we are a teacher in what we do doesn't mean that we're not the student right? Our students will be our teachers as well. And that is the importance and that is the integrity of who we work with. This is why we need to be selective of the energies that we work with, because there is that integral piece where we flow between teacher and student as we navigate through. Even with my mentor, who is an incredible celestial guide, I am still teaching her as she is teaching me. We are, it's a typical exchange of energy. It's a synergetic flow of energy, of exchange of information, of experiences, and of wisdom. What I have experienced throughout my lifetime, you may not have experienced throughout your lifetime. It's about exchange of knowledge, exchange of that integration of emotional intelligence, intellectual intelligence, and physical intelligence, and spiritual intelligence. 
it's and the same thing happens when we channel right for the people that have been listening to this ep to episodes that done before when we channel higher guidance to help someone that channel that message that's coming through isn't just for the person that we're directing it for it's also for us right so it's it's this cyclical nature exists everywhere right this this there's no you know if if god is unconditional love yeah. it's everything right it's yes god says yes to it all right there is there is this the, we're receiving it all in one hit my friend i want to go back to something you've talked about before you've talked about this a few times in this chat today and i and i really want to get this in before we have to finish up here and it's the importance of the earth and grounding and you know and the work that you do and all of this <laughs> powerful celestial energy that you bring through you you're not just going to the spiritual heights right you also equally have this grounded you know earth shamanic practice so i would love and i, I want to share a quote here and then get your perspective on it and i want you to expand on this idea right the quote that i often share to highlight what i'm saying is from the powerful jung right carl jung and carl jung states that no great tree can spread its its roots up into the heaven its branches up into the heavens without its roots first reaching down into hell and you know biblical symbology aside what that shows is that the extent in which we fly into the heavens is also the extent in which we need to ground into the mother earth so I'm wondering if you could speak to this, my friend. Why is this important? Absolutely. So grounding is important. We are here having this incredible physical experience. And just of what you said, Harrison, is that we cannot elevate, we cannot fly into our cosmic bodies without being grounded, without having that humility to reground ourselves. And for healers that are healing is to understand that we always need to be grounding ourselves before any session. That is the importance as we are astral traveling, as we are traveling between the worlds and understanding the guidance and the wisdom that is being received. So when we are grounding, we need to be able to use the elements of this earth and not just the earth, not just the trees, not just what is rooted, but also the fluidity of the water, the wind, all these things are grounding mechanisms in order to heal us one and to ground us into being a human being, as that is very important as we are going through this journey. And when we think about grounding and we think about the medicines that the earth provides us, when we can ground ourselves to the earth and we can hug the tree and we can feel the vibration and the frequency of the leaves of the trees of the air of the water of the earth. This is what tells us that we are in alignment. This is what tells us that our either our vibration or frequency is off and that we need to elevate because we start patternizing with the earth with with the vibration of the earth. That is our medicine. So when we're going too much into the astral, it's very easy to lose yourself within your intellectual body, but the grounding is what brings you back into all of your bodies at once. That's why every healing session, there should always be a grounding exercise shortly after to re-stabilize the bodies back to earth. And Roxanne, just again, to make this even more practical for people listening, how does one know, <laughs> how does one know if we've been spending, if you know, other than the fact that we feel, well, I'll let you explain. What are some symptoms of the need to ground if we've been spending too much time in the celestial worlds and, and needing to connect back to those elements? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. You won't be able to get your your thoughts won't be clear. Your energy won't be clear. You'll constantly almost be like in a repetitive stutter almost sometimes what will happen when you're trying to speak logically through the intellectual body. If you're still out in astral world, that's what I like to call it. Cosmic world, riding the cosmic waves. So it's just important to, and your alignment, your energy, are you vibrating? Are you goosebumping? What is happening within your physical presence of your being? And anyone who's doing healing needs to be doing grounding. It doesn't matter if you feel it or not, you need to be grounding. And the other person that you're healing needs to be grounded. And that connection also needs to be bonded and make sure that it's disconnected after the session. So you will know, you will know if you're floating, you will feel that you're floating and you will know when you need to be grounded. It will be very, very prevalent that you need to be grounded in that moment. Mm. And I've spoken about this before. This is really where the chakra system comes in, right? This is where, you know, your root center, right? And the people listening to the show, you've heard me speak about the chakras a lot. This is where the root center will tell you, right? They'll tell you in all the ways it'll tell you through the physical body it'll tell you energetically it'll tell you emotionally right this is you know we live on a planet that is our divine mother in many ways right so we need to allow her to look after us right we it, this is not a weakness right when we connect to that beautiful earth and allow her to to have us grounded into her right we now connect to the heavens right as above so below so yeah, I'm I'm happy that this you're highlighting this, my friend, because it's I see it a lot. I see it in myself, right? And I see it in all the people that I get to support, right? This we over I think we underestimate the the power in it, right? We think that going outside and putting our feet on the earth is such a flippant thing. But yeah. as we've been hearing and feeling from the channels that you've been bringing in, it can be the very thing that we need to connect to the heavens that we're looking for, right? Right. Like for anyone that feels out of alignment. When you go into nature and you put your bare feet to the earth or you just hug the tree or you're around the tree or you put your hand to the ground and you feel the vibration and the frequency through the ground, it's a whole new feeling of sensation because you're literally bringing in the energy into your hand, into your body as it changes the rhythm of your body. Just as the sun, if you were to lay down and just hold your hand out while it's a beautiful sunny day, but your sun will feel like a fireball within the parameters of your palm because it's bringing you the energy and it's feeding you a source of energy. So everything around us is here to help us heal. We weren't created to be on this earth to not have what we need in order to survive. So when we're looking outside of ourselves and we're looking for external remedies and pharmaceutical companies, all the plant medicines, all that nature has to offer is our healing properties. And this is a really challenging thing because when we think about where the derivatives come from and the natural plants come from in our medication, it comes from the rainforest. It comes from nature. And it is implanted with synthetic properties. However, it is the natural ingredient that is the remedy. So when we can have that understanding of what the earth is able to provide us, what mother nature, what Gaia is able to provide us, is to have that understanding that we have all the healing properties that we need in order to stabilize ourselves and in order to heal ourselves. Mm. I love that. I'm just I'm just giggling on this other side. It's so simple, right? It just goes back to what we we're talking about before with the the shamans in the in the in the tribe and how they would have viewed us. I think another part of this connection to the plants that you were just talking about. You speak to any 
any sort of natural practitioner or you know someone in a tribe that's been around for centuries you ask them how they've how they've discovered the medicines that they've used the plant medicines that they've used how what do they usually respond they don't say that they it was trial and error for every single type of plant that existed in the rainforest what what was their response their response is the plants told us so i think this is the other side of it and this applies both to the outside world being the plants outside of us mother earth and our internal world we need to spend more time listening most of us one we're not asking the questions but two we're not spending enough time listening right both to the energies in this case the plants that we're talking about outside of us and all of these celestial paths that are you know in our internal fields that are waiting to be heard they're not they're there but they're not coming to the surface because we aren't taking a moment and and I want to get your thoughts on this my friend we aren't taking a moment to simply be with ourselves to ask the question right i i shared this on your podcast right i spent many years externalizing the self right externalizing and looking outside of me for the validation and i'm not alone in that so i'm wondering if you could speak to this this the power here of really being silent and listening and asking the right kind of questions Mm, this is one of my favorite conversations. <laughs> Honestly, the power of our silence is the most potent power that we hold when we allow ourselves to tune in to how we are feeling within every entity of who we are. When we allow ourselves to listen to nature, to the animal kingdom, Animals are always trying to communicate with us. We are just so blocked within our receptivity of our receptors that we're not able to receive the messages that we want. When we open our energy and we allow what's meant to come to us within the energetic connection of language, light language, animals gravitate towards us, plants gravitate towards us because we show them that we love all. We are all interconnected as one. So when we can open our portals of energy, it allows more receptivity to come in, more manifestation to come in, more beauty, more love, more interconnectedness to come in within us, within the entity of who we are. When we can stand there and be in silence or sit there and be in silence and be the observant and be the witness of what is transpiring around us and throughout our journey, this allows us to have greater vision. This allows us to stand within our power. This allows us to hear the messages that are being guided to us, either it being in symbol like symbolism, either it being in language, either it being in photography. When we think about this concept or science from the animal kingdom that is trying to show us something of soaring, of spreading our wings, of being in tuned. So when we can allow ourselves the space to be in our own stillness of who we are, and that we can ask the right questions, not what, not why, not when, not how, but what will I learn from this experience? Should I journey through it? We are then opening a dialogue for the right information to come through. When we ask our guides, should I marry this person? Should I take this job? Of course, they're going to say yes. They're always going to say yes, because they are intended to say yes. And yes, you should. But what you didn't ask is what lessons will you learn by marrying this person? You will learn what infidelity is. You will learn what mistrust is. So is that the path that you want to go on? It's about asking those right questions when you have the stillness in order to receive them. Mm. 
Mm. That's a very big distinction <laughs> right there that most of us are not doing, right? And as I'll just say that this is a muscle, right? And this is a muscle that I'm learning to build. And I'm sure it's a muscle that you're learning to build too, my friend. And I just, for all the beautiful listeners tuning in, this is not something, this is like anything else. This is like you going to the physical gym and you looking at the squat rack or looking at that 50 <laughs> kilogram, you know, weight and expecting, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to lift that thing straight away. No, it's the same. It's the same thing here. We're talking about the same, you know, flexing and doing the, doing the devotional loving work to expand this, right? To expand these abilities. And this is not a Roxanne thing. This is not a Harrison thing. We all have these capabilities, right? We just need to create the time and the space to flex these muscles. Roxanne, Roxanne, I love you very much. And I've really, I've just, you know, this is, this is, I expected this and we went into some beautiful little areas today, but I just, I want to throw you some love. I have a couple more questions here, but I just, I really appreciate the soul that you are. And I, I'm happy that you are in this incarnation with me and I'm happy that we've met. Okay. I just wanted to share some of that love. I, what I want to do now, and I ha- I want to hear about your, your work in the world, your podcast, and I have a final question, but before we get to that, I haven't asked this in a while and I'm getting guidance to ask you of this. What I usually do here on the show with powerful light workers like yourself is I, I, I like giving a little bit of space for you to channel a message for the collective. And you've been channeling a lot of messages this whole time, but I actually now want to create the, the intentional space for you to receive anything and then share it with the people listening. And I'm wondering what comes up. What comes up and has come up through the entire podcast, my body is still vibrating from yesterday, but what is coming up is that it is time. It is now. And it's time to step into the embodiment of who you are. It is time and it is now. And that life is life and that life is love. And that love is love and love is life. And it's time to step into the highest presence of who you are. The world is in need and we are looking to serve humanity. And it is time to take the action of what you're being called to do. Should you be in calling of really, really stepping into the embodiment of who you are. It is now time. That is not a loving call to action. I'm not sure what is. And I would really encourage people listening today. You know, we've talked about a lot of ways to do that, right? If you've, if you've stuck to this whole, to the end of this episode, everything that we've talked about today, these are all ways that you can do that beautiful message that she just got, right? So with that, my friend, I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, what you're doing in this world, right? If people have tuned into your energy, they've felt aligned to what you're sharing and all this beautiful celestial education that you're sharing on a day-to-day basis, I'd love to hear. I know you have your podcast, your your work in the world. What do you want to share? Absolutely. So yes, I have an incredible show with incredible guests. I'm going to attribute it all to the guests and to the listeners. It is called Soul to Soul with Roxanne. And it's all about having soulful connections and connecting at a cellular level as we navigate and as we embark throughout our own soul and self-mastery journey. 
So for those that are at the commencement stages, more intermediate or further along throughout their journey, there is incredible advice for every single person that is going through this soul and self-mastery journey and to know that you are absolutely not alone and that we've all had to endure our own trials and tribulations and how we are able to move through them and how we're able to be where we are today. So I really strongly encourage you to tune in to the show. It's really, really great. We have great guests, just like Harrison, who are amazing. Everyone who comes is very vetted. I don't just allow any energies to come onto the show. It's only those that can provide of the highest value. So if you want to tune in, I would love that. Also, what we are doing, my soul's mission is to guide others to heal, love, and awaken. And what we are doing is we are constructing a healing retreat. It's going to be a five to six day healing retreat. And it is going to be amazing with other quantum healers and other healers throughout the world that are globally recognized. So it's going to be a very powerful retreat. So if this is something that would be in alignment, we should have all of our information in the next couple of weeks of where you can sign up in order to be a part of this incredible journey. Ooh, I mean, count me in on that one. That one sounds really interesting too, my friend. Uh, I'll, I'll be first on that list to find out more about that. And I will put all, as you're tuning in listeners, everything that Roxanne just highlighted, I'll put it in the show notes of your podcast player as always. So you should see it all there just to go straight to this beautiful soul's work in the world. And I will just say just about your podcast. It's funny that you said you're very intentional with the energies that you bring on. And I've shared this on my show a lot and I really want to extend it to your beautiful platform because I got to experience it, right? As you said, the podcast medium is interesting because obviously it's all voice, right? And I, I've learned on, on my show and I saw it again on your show that a podcast is more than the information that is shared. A podcast, like this whole conversation that we've had today, is also frequency, right? So what I would encourage you to do, beautiful listener, when you tune into Roxanne's show, much like you do for my show, is don't just listen, right? Feel, feel how you respond to the transmission that is given to you. And I can guarantee that you'll leave, you know, you'll leave the episodes, you'll leave the show that she's created with more than just the information that is shared. And I really think moving forward, that is where we're going, right? We're shifting. I've said this before. We're shifting from an energy conversation into a more specific frequency conversation. And Roxanne's beautiful show is a powerful example of that. So thank you, my friend, for doing the work. Thank you, my friend, for doing the work. My light in you acknowledges the light in you. Roxanne, I have one question to finish this up here today. And we have jumped around it a lot. And I want to get your summary of it. And this, the show that I've created here is called The Cosmic Love Antenna. And love for me is really the space and place we all come home to when we pull back all of those layers. So I'm wondering, Roxanne, in your world, in you, through your beautiful lens, how do you define that love word? Mm, Harrison, I love your questions. I think love is purity. Love is light. And we all have love for one another. Love is what keeps us binded and interconnected as one. 
Love is the most powerful thing that we have in all of the planetary systems within all the omniverse. Love is our united force. Love is what we exude and not just of the compassion of the understanding of really of the light that we are able to share with others. When we love someone and as we all love one another, we may just be you know, conditioned to think that we don't. However, we all have unconditional love for one another. And when we're able to exude that level of love towards one another, the parameters of this earth change dramatically. And the love for ourselves changes dramatically. And the love for our loved ones changes dramatically. As we are then able to hold compassion and hold forgiveness and to hold understanding as we move through the aspect of this journey, understanding that even in our energetic form of our purest form, we are still love. We are divinity. We are divine creatures. And that will never change. Love is the most magnificent thing that we have on any system. And anybody and any place and any place in the omniverse. So love is the most powerful tool that we have. If that's not a beautiful way to end this show, I'm not sure what is my friend, Roxanne, I love you very much. Thank you for your divine energy. Thank you for the soul that you bring this world. Beautiful listeners out there in the podcast world, thank you for giving us your love today, your attention, your time, your energy. We hope this brought you some value and some insight. If it did, please share it out far and wide with anyone you think it can give some deeper reflection to. But until next time, we love you unconditionally. We wish you a wonderful evening, morning and night, wherever you are in the world. And we'll see you again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gain value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify Star Feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. 
Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. 